grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. My name's Michelle. And I'm Rachel. Welcome back, Royal Community. We are here. We've come back from our holidays. Did you have a lovely time, Rach? I had an amazing time. I um, I didn't get burnt. <laughs> no lobster moments. Back to 50. No lobster. No, back to 50 in a sun hat all the way. I had a lovely time in Greece. I visited a volcano. Wow. That's quite fancy and romantic, but also scary as well, isn't it? <laughs> You can see the smoke coming out of the ground still. It was amazing. And because I was in Greece, it, I felt like I was in Mamma Mia. There was like <laughs> white and blue buildings everywhere. I was having a lovely old time. And one of the villages that we visited, my niece was actually singing Mamma Mia down one of the streets. And this old lady was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the locals got involved. I loved it. <laughs> Worst thing is if Hugh Grant popped up and started singing. That's your that's your only problem. <laughs> I was expecting Meryl Streep to pop around the corner. <laughs> I was gutted in the oh no, I'm gonna give a spoiler now. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Mamma Mia 2. I was gutted when she died. I know. Oh, I was so like, come on, Meryl, by me, come on. They can't have Meryl twice, can they? No, no, can't have it all. And how was your cruise to Amsterdam? Oh, I had just the most amazing time. So much so that I've already got two cruises booked. (laughs) I'm just loving the cruising life. Something you might not know about my royal community is I love theme parks. I absolutely love them. So much so that my husband and I just go traveling around to different theme parks in the whole world. And we haven't been to a theme park since COVID because it just hasn't felt the same. And we're just waiting now for the airlines to get their acting gear before we start getting back to the theme park life. But cruising for us is also another passion. And we just, it was amazing. I didn't go with my husband this time. I went with my mum and my two sisters. And we had such a lovely kind of girly time. It was lovely going to the shows. And, you know, I've been to the Netherlands before, but never to Amsterdam. And I just fell in love with it. I just loved the city. I thought it was just brilliant. So much so that one of my other cruises will be going back to Amsterdam. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'd be good. It is lovely. Thank you so much, Royal Community, for being with us and listening today. We are going to be talking about some of the news that have come up this week. We're not going to be talking in depth about every single little bit, but we're picking out two bits of uh, news this week that Rachel and I are really intrigued to talk about because there's quite nuanced bits, isn't there, to both of these pieces of news? Yeah, and I think at the start of the summer, we said, oh, there's not going to be much news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and... We've been blessed, haven't we, with the Royals this summer? We haven't seen them a lot. We've had certain bits of information coming out and roll on the next couple of weeks because I'm sure once the kids go back to school, we'll see them out and about on engagements again. Yeah, and I think because the Commonwealth was the date that it was, that's the reason we've just been on a hamster wheel of getting out as much news as we can. Whereas before, like last year when we we did the podcast, it was like tumbleweed wasn't it (laughs) so we were like oh we're gonna do and then we answered some of your questions but it's been quite a new thing for us this summer with having this amount of news if you listened to last week's episode we answered one of your questions do we think harry and megan will return as working royals and we wanted you royal community to get involved and we asked if you wanted to be a part of the podcast 
send us a voice note over on our Instagram, Keeping Up With The Windsor's Pod, and we'll play it in this week's episode. So we had a message from Lisa Marie, and she said... Hi, my name is Lisa, I'm 21, and I'm from Germany. At first, I want to say I love listening to your podcast, and especially listening to your British accents. It's great, and thank you. My opinion on Harry and Meghan is um, that I think they won't come back. Before all that stuff happened the last three or four years, I was a big fan of Harry, but I don't know, um, especially the Oprah interview didn't feel right to me um, at that time. And also, my opinion is that whether you're royal or famous or a normal family, you should solve your family issues privately and not on a world stage. I think it's a shame that all that stuff and all these things happened the last years. Well, Lisa Marie, I love you brought up our British accents because I forget <laughs> that I have a British accent. I'm like, my Welsh accents do me proud. You, Yeah, but Michelle, come on, you have lost the Welsh twang a bit. I don't think you sound that Welsh compared to some people that I know. Okay, let me tell you something. Next week, I'm going back to Wales to visit my family. Let's see next week what you say, Rachel. <laughs> oh, but let's pick out some of the main points here that uh, Lisa Marie had, uh, mentioned. One of them is not airing your family's dramas in the public eye. And it's something that the Queen, like I think you mentioned in last week's episode, she's so good at doing, not giving interviews, completely being like the grey man, basically. Yeah. And there's Harry and Meghan. And also we've had that with Diana, Princess of Wales, and also the Duchess of York doing the same thing and giving interviews by the royal family. So it's nothing new, but it's also still jarring. I think as well, Diana, especially that interview with Martin Bashir, we're still talking about it today, aren't we? It's something 20 odd years later, we're still talking about. And it's going to be the same with the Harry and Meghan interview. And it's going to be the same with the Prince Andrew thing, which we know now has been made into a film. So you can't get away from this. They're kind of like cemented into royal history. And I wonder whether Meghan and Harry regret their decision to do it or whether they want to do another one. Which, you know, what would be interesting is when Harry's memoir eventually comes out, if he mentions the Oprah interview at all, mm. like how did that come about? Because we saw Oprah at Meghan and Harry's wedding, didn't we? But before that, I don't think that Meghan would even have been on Oprah's radar. Yeah, I really like Oprah. But I don't know, after that interview... It just felt so one-sided and so different to anything I've seen Oprah doing as an interviewer. She never challenged them very much, did she? Yeah, because I remember you saying at the time that you was excited to watch it because of you said she won't hold back. Look yeah. at other interviews that she's done in the past. I think you said Michael Jackson, for example. And I also said Lance Armstrong, and she really went hard in on Lance Armstrong. These are moments in history that you need somebody who is unbiased you need someone who will challenge the person and I don't know maybe I think that the event the occasion was bigger than Oprah and I agree with you Lisa Marie Harry and I've said this previously was one of my favorite royals yeah. he was always one of my favorites I've admired him for a very long time because I think we're about the same age me and mm. Harry and so I've always found a connection and I actually had a bit of a crush on Harry back in the day <laughs> Did you, Rach? I was always a William girl. Maybe if he married me, we wouldn't have any of these. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was always like Harry's biggest fan and he's just done like a complete 180. And I don't know, my opinion of him has completely changed. And it'll be interesting, as you say, when the memoir comes out, what's going to be in it? Because as you know, I've said, I'm not going to read it. (laughs) 
and again i will read read it for you i will read it for you royal community i will take one for the team although i do say that and then when it comes out if all this drama is going to unfold am i going to be wanting to read it you don't want to miss out you're gonna have that fomo aren't you yeah yeah exactly i don't want to miss out i want to know every little juicy detail that he's like bringing up you know juicy detail (laughs) oh wow Thank you so much for the kind words about the podcast, Lisa Marie. It's so lovely to hear from you. And to we've had our first Royal Community voice message and it's been amazing. Thank you so much for popping the cherry, Lisa Marie. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, so if you want to get involved in next week's episode or any other future episodes, don't forget you can leave us a voice note over on our Instagram, Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod. And you can also email us at keepingupthewindsorspod at gmail.com. Well, let's get on to the Royal News for this week. So, Shell, we've got two pieces of information about a royal that is becoming a bit of a sensation at the moment, and that is Lady Louise. Lady Louise. We kind of knew that there was going to be a turning point for Lady Louise where she's going to be more in our radar. And we knew that after 18, but now it's like she's there. She's frontline and centre. What did we hear about her this week? So, she passed her A-levels, and she's going to be going to the University of St Andrews where William and Catherine met, mm-hmm. and she's going to be studying English. Amazing stuff. Congratulations to Lady Louise. It's, I remember doing my A-levels. They were just a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> I was so stressed out. I think I got a rash from head to toe the day before. So it gives me a bit of PTSD thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But amazing that she's going to St. Andrews. Do you think that's now going to be like the Royal University of Choice? <laughs> the like the Eton of yeah. universities. Yeah, and it's interesting, I think, because not that many royals have actually attended university, have they? Obviously, mm. we know William and Catherine, but William famously changed his degree, didn't he? Because I think he, he was doing history. He was doing art history and then he went into geography, yeah. So yeah, so congratulations to her and to anyone all over the world if you're receiving any exam results at the moment no matter good or bad our thoughts are with you (laughs) yes and also remember life goes on and you can always resit them at any point in your life even if you're 50 or 60 you can still do an a-level or a gcse or a degree i want my goal in life is to get a degree in my later years i've always said that i don't think I, i could have ever done my degree when I was in my 20s, I just wasn't mature enough. Shell, I saw an article earlier of this man in somewhere in the UK who was 92 and he just got his A-level results. I now, it. that to me is inspiration. Yeah. Come on, I love it. We need to get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so carrying on with Lady Louise, another bit of information which I absolutely love is that she's been spotted working in her local garden centre. Yeah, and this was a big news story here, like front page, the Queen's granddaughter working for £6.82 an hour, which I think is roughly about $8. Don't get me, that was just fast math, but it's literally a minimum wage job here in the UK. And I say good for you, Lady Louise, good for you. I was just ecstatic when I found this out. I think as well, it would be different if it was Princess Charlotte, (laughs) you know, working in the garden centre when she's older. But Lady Louise is someone, if you're not really familiar with the royals, especially here in the UK, a lot of people don't even necessarily know who Prince Andrew and Prince Edward are. They don't even know that they are sons of the Queen of the Duke of Edinburgh. 
I would say more um, since the whole Andrew Virginia Dufresne thing. But before that, they were like, who? Yeah, exactly. I thought the Queen only had two children. Yeah. So for someone like Lady Louise, who is under the radar, people are like, okay, the Queen's granddaughter. She doesn't obviously need to work. I mean, she lives in a a mansion herself, doesn't she? But I absolutely love this. You know, she's paying her way. She's doing her bit, earning her little bit of pocket money. (laughs) Yeah. But let's also put it into perspective. When you get a job yourself, it brings so many life skills that you will never learn if you just get money handed to you. And to have that pride, that you work for that and that is your money and you can buy anything you want plus also it's great people skills for her to learn in her capacity as granddaughter of the queen she will potentially have to talk to the press these are really great life skills for her to take on board what i love is the fact that there was no fuss about it we didn't know until she was going to university whether that was a pr thing i'm not sure we're always speculating on the podcast (laughs) about pr and press But there was a massive disconnect, actually, between, and we're going to talk about this story in a second, about the Cambridges having another house. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But there's a massive disconnect between the difference between the granddaughter of the Queen, Lady Louise, having excellent exam results, going to St Andrews, well done her, and also doing what every other um, student does is work in the summer holidays, right? She's just a, a person making her way in the world and not using her privilege, just learning about life and the freedom to do that, regardless of the dangers, because there is a danger, isn't there? Yeah. And I think as well, it'll be interesting when she does go to university, because William had police protection, obviously, he is heir to the throne. Mm -hmm. Lady Louise, she would just be a normal citizen, wouldn't she? So it'll be interesting to see if the press do try and follow her up in Scotland and if she'll be handed or if she'll be allowed a normal student life and she's going out at Freshers Week and, you know, getting involved. Who knows? And I think she'll be a bit like Beatrice and Eugenie in the coming years in the sense that she'll obviously go to university and then she'll have a normal job. But I think we will see her at some engagements and maybe she'll be working with some charities. And I've got a feeling charities to do with eyesight is the way forward with for her yeah but I guess in a way the point I was making which I don't think I made very well earlier was the press are hounding her for being a commoner so to speak because she's on minimum wage she's the queen's granddaughter and then another sense they are slagging off the Cambridges for having an extra house I'm like which one do you want to be do you see what I mean do you want them to be like everyone else working class or do you want them to be scroungers and they're taking the taxpayers money you have to pick which one yeah I was going to say exactly that if it's damned if you do damned if you don't because she has that privilege like you said of being a royal of being the queen's granddaughter but she's going out and she's got a job and it's being reported on exactly the same thing I remember happened back in the day with Beatrice and I always remember this because I actually saw Beatrice myself with my own eyes royal community Beatrice was working as a personal shopper at Selfridges in London and she had a grace and favour apartment at St James's Palace and I think she actually still lives at St James's Palace with Edo and Sienna and Wolfie when they have him but the press reported exactly the same thing because she was a princess Mm -hmm. but she had a job the royal family all have jobs they've got a duty yeah they're not scroungers it's not sitting around watching Jeremy Kyle or this morning (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine 
I love it. I love it. So now we've kind of mentioned it. Why don't we head into the news about the Cambridges, Rach? What has happened this week? Yeah, so we've known for a while, Royal Community, you've probably heard the rumours exactly like we have, that the Cambridges would be moving to Windsor and that all the kids would be going to school there. And we actually had official confirmation this week. And they released a statement saying, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have announced that Prince George, Princess Charlotte and Prince Louis will attend Lambrook School in Berkshire from September 2022. Their Royal Highnesses are hugely grateful to Thomas's Battersea, where George and Charlotte have had a happy start to their education since 2017 and 2019, respectively, and are pleased to have found a school for all three of their children which share a similar ethos and values to Thomas's. Wow. Yeah. We knew it was coming, mm-hmm. but official confirmation. Why did they um, wait so long to tell us? Like, why is it such a big deal for them to go, actually, they're going to be moving to Windsor. It's fine. Like, they're going to be moving. And then explain that the children are going to a certain school when it's time. Like, yeah. why is it a big deal that we've had to have all these rumours in the press for, like, over a year about it? Just tell us. I guess maybe they hadn't fully made up their mind about where the children were going to go. Because mm. there are a few schools near to Windsor and rural community. They're not going to, like, your average comprehensive. They're going to a prep school, private school. You have to pay. I think the term for George is, like, £20,000 or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous amount of money. But, hey, they're royals. That's what they do. I mean, it wasn't a surprise. We've known about this for a while. But a point that you alluded to earlier was the fact that they're going to have Adelaide Cottage. Just so you know, Royal Community, it's a stone throw away from Windsor Castle, isn't it? Adelaide Cottage. Yeah. So they're moving to Adelaide Cottage. And apparently this is the first time that their nanny is not going to be living with them. And they're not going to have any staff, which I don't 100% believe. Like this is just, again, rumours. This Mm -hmm. is what we've heard. So they're going to have that. That's going to be their weekday home. And this is the first time that royal children will be going to a school and they're not boarding, Mm. which is something that's very unfamiliar. Maybe as they get older, William and Harry both went to Eton. Again, it's going to be close. Maybe they'll surpass the norm and stay at home and they won't board. So they're going to have Adelaide Cottage. Then they're going to keep Kensington Palace as their offices. Then they've also got Amner Hall and a property in Scotland. Now royal community. I love the Cambridges. I absolutely love them. You know this. And if you're listening to, you probably do as well. Why do this couple and their family need four properties when the UK is going through a cost of living crisis at the moment? It's absolutely ridiculous. And I actually had someone on Instagram say to me, yeah, but it's on the Queen's estate. So if they're not going to live in them, no one's going to live in them. They have so many staff that work for them. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I think sometimes this is where their privilege comes in and it's a bit of a battle because if they're not going to be at Amna Hall, what's the point of keeping that property? I just don't understand it, Shell. Wasn't Amna Hall gifted to them by the Queen for their wedding? Yeah. And also, I think way back when, the Queen gifted Prince Andrew and the Duchess of York a property as well, which they've later sold on. But I've got two minds about this. In one way, I don't mind because they're royals, they're rich. That's what rich people do. I know people who have summer houses and they just they have a normal job. They've got yeah. a house down in Devon or whatever. That's privilege. 
that is privilege. There are people who are clamoring for housing in the UK and then they've got four houses, but not just four houses, but enough space and bedrooms to probably accommodate five families in one house. But that is people who are rich. They are on the top echelons of society. They're aristocratic. They've got money. Yes, we can have a conversation about how they got their money and whether that's just or not, but they are royalty and you would not expect royalty to just live in a one bedroom apartment. It's just not the way it's done. Plus also, let's put it this way, the offices at Kensington Palace don't belong to the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. They belong to the royal household. It's under the crown. So these offices do exist regardless of whether the royals live there or not. Now, yeah, we can now take into consideration how much it did cost to renovate a place. How long did they stay there in their place in Kensington? And how much did that cost? Was that worth it? And also, does I think Adelaide Cottage have already had a bit of an upgrade. But when you move in somewhere, you're going to want to make it your own anyway, aren't you? Yeah. So I don't know whether that's coming out of the Duchy of Cornwall money, whether that's coming out of the Royal Trust. We don't know. It does reek of elitism. It does reek of royalty and, the, like I say, the 1% of the world. But what can we do about it, Rach? What can yeah. we do about it? It does feel very ill-timed. But then you also think, how many properties has the Queen got? How many properties have Charles got? How many properties are in the Crown Trust or in the Royal Estates and are going empty? It's just one of those conversations where I think we can just go around in circles because there's no real answer. It is privilege. It is classism. But what do you expect the Royals? And then we've got completely opposite with Lazy Louise earning £6.82 at a garden (laughs) centre. Do you see what I mean? It's just like... You can't make it up. But then you've got a future king. His price to go for education is about 20 grand. And you wouldn't expect anything less. You want your king to be educated. You want your king to understand about politics and history and art and the way the world works. So you'd expect them to have this amazing education because that's what we expect for our people who are in these positions of power. But then also, it's 20 grand. I mean, I'm hoping that we're going to have a new photo of all three Cambridge kids together in their school uniforms for the official photo op. Right, you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, they released one of Charlotte and George, didn't they? The they other did. Year. But obviously, I think the kids have only really gone back to school the last few months because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting for them. And obviously, this is Louis's first time of going to... A bigger school that's not a nursery. Little Louis growing up. I mean, he's already set a reputation for himself, hasn't he, for the (laughs) Jubilee? (laughs) The little cheeky one. I love it. Absolutely love it. So I think this also brings more questions to the forefront than it does answers. Because, Rach, does that mean the Queen's health is even worse than we expected? And William's there to pick up the slack? Or is it literally because the kids, the moving on and they need to be in the places where their schools are. And I think as well, where they're going to be based is quite near to where Catherine's parents live. So they're going to have the best of both worlds. They're going to be near to the Queen, but they're going to be near to Catherine's side of the family. And also, Shell, I actually said to you the other day, does this mean going forward, Buckingham Palace, we've said it before, it really angers me, angers you, that it's only going to be open for a few more weeks and then it closes again. It closes and 
that palace, how many rooms is in that palace and it's just going to be shut? Does this mean going forward, when William becomes king, Windsor is going to become the new Buckingham Palace? That's going to be the mainstay. And do you know why I think that might be the case? Is because if we have the royal hub, so to speak, which is Windsor, then all of the, the costing, the pricing for privacy and stuff, it gets centralised and that might actually reduce some of the cost. We then open up Buckingham Palace get that open, make that a tourist attraction, possibly move those offices to other places and try their best to make more money for the royal household. Because that's a big undertaking, isn't it? Big price that comes out of the sovereign grant and it could actually be paying for itself. Yeah, exactly. As we know, we talked about it the other week when the um, finances came through, £10 million that's cost so far this year. Yeah. I mean, come on, we also have to understand they've got St. James's Palace just sat there. Yeah. I've never actually been to St. James's yeah, Palace. I know. That's what I'm saying. It is a working palace in the sense that people work there with their offices and they do have investors in there. But apart from that, you know, what I'm saying is I think that there could be a lot of streamlining. And I think that's probably what mm. we're going to see a lot of when Prince Charles comes into power. But I also think as well, it would be lovely for just Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall to move to Windsor as well and just all have it there. <laughs> I know, I'm just moving them out now, aren't I? Off you go, move. I think the other thing is, and the point that I'm going to make, and that'll be my last point, is the kids are going to have way more privacy than they did in Kensington because we saw so many pap shots of them getting on a helicopter, getting off a helicopter, going to school, coming back. There's a big, massive high street, Kensington High Street. And when the children used to go down there to spend their pocket money with Catherine, there used to be a pap shot every now and then, didn't there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm sure we'll get that in Windsor, but they're in a confined area where they get that privacy. Well, Cuny, it just, just makes me think, like... Michelle and I, more than not, we go to Windsor more than London. Windsor Castle, we've been to quite a few times now. And we normally go when there's a special exhibition on because we've done the state rooms. We kind of like know what's there, right? But can you imagine like if we're in Windsor and we just like bump into like George or something in the shop? <laughs> I think, Rach. No, got- I wouldn't know. To be fair, like if, if that ever happened, I wouldn't like... I wouldn't take photos or anything like no. that. I, I, I'd be living. You're like, oh my gosh, show the career. I know, I know. Oh my goodness me. This is a big moment, but I have to just make a mental picture and yeah. that's it. You yeah. know, mental picture and then we're done. Yeah. So if ever we go to Windsor and we see the Cambridges. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give them their privacy. Talking of privacy, Shell, I don't know if you saw, this was going around on TikTok. Someone filmed Catherine with Charlotte Louis and the nanny getting off of a commercial flight in Scotland and they were obviously going to Balmoral Balmoral. to visit the Queen and we've said it time and time again if you're listening and you have your own royal account if you want to post that fair enough it's your business you do what you want to do Shell and I we just we've decided that's something that we never want to do that's their own private time yeah I think if the children are on an official engagement then we will post pictures of that official engagement if they are not on official engagement then we will not post anything we will not it's just something that they deserve their privacy and something that we will not do 
just let you know, Royal Community, if you're listening here and thinking, why haven't they talked about Archetypes, Megan's new podcast? It's because I have recorded a video that's going up on YouTube on Sunday and every episode I will be doing a review over on YouTube. So come on over and subscribe. It's very easy breezy our YouTube channel, isn't it, Rach? We just press record, see what happens. But if you want to come on over and listen to my review of Archetypes, then that's going to be up on Sunday on our YouTube channel. Yeah, and I must admit, Royal Community, I've not listened to it yet. I haven't had the time to. But let us know if you're going to be listening to it or if you have listened to it, what were your thoughts? I've heard very mixed reactions and I don't know what Michelle's <laughs> thoughts are on this yet. She honestly hasn't told me about this. So I'll be interested to hear. I haven't said. Rach, you're going to have to watch a YouTube video. You're going to have to watch it. But I know obviously Serena Williams was the first guest. I've heard next week she's going to have Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. I'm talking about that in the review about what I think about Mariah Carey as well. So... Head on over to you. Rach, I swear, on you are going to have to watch this YouTube video because I'm not going to tell you a thing. It's going to be so funny. It's going to be so funny for you to go, oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, and that's all I'm going to say, Royal Community. I'll leave it for YouTube. And also I'll leave it for you, Rach. You need a little bit of a surprise <laughs> in your life. So uh, that's what's going to come up on Sunday. If you are a member of our VIP Royal Community over on Kofi, please know that this week we'll be having our Zoom call. So you will be getting a DM over on Kofi to let you know all the details. Thank you so much for being here. Remember, this isn't just our podcast, me and Rachel. Come on over to Instagram, send us a lovely voice note and let us know what you think of what we've spoken about today do you think it's excessive for the Cambridges to have four houses what do you think of Lady Louise working a minimum wage job and also do you think that you'll be listening to Megan's Archetypes podcast you may have already listened to it what do you think come on over to Instagram let us know and we will feature you in next week's episode if you're listening on Spotify or Apple don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast and if you could leave us a review that'd be great as well because that boosts us in the algorithm so more people can join the royal community thank you so much for being here we'll see you next week on keeping, keeping up, up the with windsors keeping up with the windsors <laughs> oh, right there you go stop <laughs>